How many is glad to be in God's house today? Let's give Jesus some praise. Can we do that? And it's uh, my honor today to introduce our guest speaker. His name is Don Raj, and I uh, have a lot of mutual friends with him, and uh, we were able to meet last night. He is a wonderful, spirit-filled man who uh, has a great work in the country of Nepal, and his testimony is really inspiring and amazing, and I know that he is going to challenge us today and also inspire us to pray, because what we just did through prayer produces people like him, conversions like his. And so I wonder right now, all over the house, if we could welcome Pastor Don Raj from Nepal. Can we give him a great big Christ tab welcome, make him feel welcome today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jesus is the Lord. Amen. And I just praise Him. And uh, thank you so much for having me here. And I just bring greetings from my family, from my church, and my country, Nepal, that I miss a lot now. It has been a month that I've been in the U.S., and one more week to go. And after a week, I'll be back home. So thank you so much for having me, Pastor Jeremy. And I would like to thank my dear friend, Angelica, and her dear husband, Michael, and her family. So thank you so much. You may be seated. Um, yeah, um, I just come from the country called Nepal. How many of you have heard the country Nepal? It is in Asia, to the north, it is China, and to the south, it is India. It is the sandwich between the two big blocks. And uh, we are a very tiny country, but very beautiful. God created it very beautifully. It has the um, 10 highest peaks in the world, including Mount Everest, which is the highest peak in the world. So, um, yeah, I just come here to share um, about Nepal and, and also how we are working um, and what, the, what God has leaded us to do and how I come to be uh, known for Jesus Christ. And um, here it comes. I come from a very strong Hindu background. My country, Nepal, is predominantly a Hindu nation where 81% are Hindus and about 8% are Buddhist. And uh, around 6% are Kirats, the indigenous religion. And uh, Christianity is one point. 74% only. So we are a minority group here. So um, me, my family, my wife's family, they all are from the typical and very strong Hindu background. So 
to make the story short, I was like a soul. God changed me to Paul. As um, Apostle Paul, when he was Saul, when he was persecuting the Christians, he was on the way to Damascus to persecute the Christians. On the way, he encountered Jesus and, uh, and he was blinded for three days. And after he got back the vision and he became Saul. And we know the rest of the story that how he preached the gospel to the Gentiles and to the entire world. So as like this, I was like a Saul and God changed me to Paul. And then um, like my wife was a heart patient. I was so much against the Christian. I was persecuting the church. I even chased away one church from our community. And uh, we were working for the Korean missionaries. I was working as a school teacher. My wife was working as a nurse in the hospital. And we were working for the Christian missionaries, but we were against them. And like uh, the very low name given, the insulting name given to the Christian in our country is when, when somebody t tells you, you are a cow eater, that is the very insulting name. And I used to say, this cow eaters, and you are the cow eaters, some of them. <laughs> and like, when I come to the America, we don't get beef in our country. We don't get, the cows are not killed. Cows are the sacred animal, and they are worshipped, and, and it is regarded as the God. So when I come to America, I love cow to eat. <laughs> we don't get beef in our country. So the killing the cow means like the killing like the human being, the punishment is same. So, but the Hindus, what they do, I also come from that, that background and I also perform that kind of things. They don't eat the beef, they don't eat the cows, but they drink cow urine. Cow urine is the holy drink. Whenever they perform some kind of pujas or some kind of rituals, some kind of like a death ceremony or something like that, there need to be cow urine. They drink the cow urine and they spread the cow urine to purify all the things. And, and that becomes holy again. I also did that. I also come from, from that background. So they don't eat the cow, but they drink cow urine. So this is Nepal. And these days, the cow politics is very bad. Cow politics is very, very bad. So um, we were against the Koreans. We were working for the Koreans. But my wife was a heart patient. She had a terrible, terrible heart problem. So um, one night, like um, one day, um, the director of the hospital called my wife. Uh, before that, uh, we got married and um, like we had our first baby, okay? So we were very religious person. In our room, we used to worship a lot of idols and Hindu god and goddesses. We used to perform pujas or a lot of things. 
we used to worship that uh we think that we were very religious person but after we got married we had a tragedy in our life we had our first baby but he was born abnormal his upper limbs and lower limbs were shot and he was kept in the hospital for nearly um one month we we didn't know what was going on so finally after a month the doctor came and they said that your baby is not going to survive he will die so it happened just like that he died at the age of five and a half months it was the midnight it was a tragedy for us he died on our lap we were very helpless and it was very difficult for my wife as well so it was devastating for us and uh, while he was on my lap the dead child at the age of five and a half months i saw this god looking at me that we used to worship there are too many idols too many pictures or the statues that we used to worship them so i became very angry with these gods i said that these are not gods if they were gods they would not kill my child so i grabbed everything and i threw it in the trash and the and the time passed after that then um right after two months of this tragedy i i was also hardly survived i had to do twice surgery i had to be in the hospital for several months and then like uh, in the hindu culture you know what happens when the small child dies the blame goes to the mother because of you as a curse the baby has died and all the blame went to my wife and we were like very disappointed and uh, and it was very hard for us to live with my family so my family started to ill treat my wife and then like we have to move away from my family then what happened is my wife was always remembering the child and like uh, she was all the time crying all the time crying and like she wanted to kill herself and she attempted suicide for three times i helped her i i like uh, saved her she wanted to kill herself like our life was so miserable our life became so miserable we were from here it went down all of the earnings all of that we were having everything got lost everything we were in a dark living in a very dark time that was a terrible terrible time for us then it comes like we even filed the case to the koreans before so that had the very difficult time for the koreans because we hated them because they were the christians and they were eating the cows that was the problem for us so one day like uh, the koreans were now leaving the country because their uh, contract with the government or the visa was not extended any longer so they have to leave the country so then 
One day, the director of the hospital, he was a Korean man. He was a gentleman and he was a surgeon and uh, he was living in Nepal for so many years. And he called my wife. She was his staff. And, and he said he knew everything about us. She was the heart patient, our baby died and we are suffering a lot. He knew everything us. And he said to my wife that uh, I'm leaving your country in three days of time, but before I go, I want to tell you something very special. Please listen carefully. Whether you beat me or whether you file the case against me, I don't care, but please listen carefully. He further said, put your trust in Jesus. You will have better life. All of your sufferings that you are going through will be removed. He did not say anything about the salvation. He did not say anything about the hell or the heaven. He did not say anything. He said, Jesus is the Lord. And you will have better life. And he further said, you can get a piece of paper that I will guarantee and I will sign on it. And he gave one Nepali Bible to my wife. And my wife simply smiled at him that because he was a nice guy, he was leaving the country after three days. He, she, she said nothing. And she came to me and shared what has happened. And that was the first time ever to touch the Bible. I never touched the Bible before. And like um, I happened to read, I just turned it out. I don't know how it came, but I happened to read the Matthew chapter 1. It is all about the genealogy of Jesus. From this, this was born, this is the father, this is the son, this was born, this was born. I felt this is a crazy book and I just threw it away. <laughs> and after, after some months, all the Koreans now left. The hospital was just going to shut down. All the staff were away. Like there was no money, lack of funding. The patients stopped coming in the hospital. And then one night, like my wife had day and night shift. We were living in the hospital given apartment nearby and we could be in the apartment. One night, again, a tragedy happened to us. We were sleeping and uh, it was almost the midnight. All of a sudden, my wife had had a terrible, terrible, terrible heart attack. She was having the heart problem. Now that was the so difficult time. Severe, that was a severe pain that she was going through. It was the midnight and we were very helpless, hopeless. I just kept some pillows on her back. I'm not a medical person. I know nothing. We are living in the hospital. There were no doctors there. there at that time, there was no cell phone. At that time, there was no um, ambulance was not there. So we were away from the capital city. It was very far from the neighborhood. And like, we were very helpless. Like she could not speak. She was pale. And like, it was like breathing problem was there in her. And it was, it was like, uh, it seemed like she's going to die. That was the last day for her on, on, on earth. It seemed like that. And the tears were rolling down from her cheek. And I'm not a medical person. I just be, uh, sit on the floor. And I was just looking at her. And I, I also started to cry. We, it, it was the midnight. It was terrible time. 
terrible time for us. My wife could not speak at all. And all of a sudden, after, after some minutes, my wife said in a very soft voice, can you get the Bible, please? I searched the Bible, and you know what? We were worshiping too many gods and goddesses. On that very night, nothing came into my mind. No Hindu god and goddesses came into my mind. I just simply placed the Bible on my, on my wife's chest here. I know nothing about how to pray. I have never read the Bible. I didn't know anything about Jesus. But I only knew Jesus is one of the God of Christians. I knew that. So I placed the Bible on her chest and I simply said, in my language, Jesus help us. That's all what I said. You know what? After 10 minutes to 15 minutes, that she was suffering from pain in her heart. The pain was relieved and she could sleep well. We had to go to the hospital in Kathmandu, the capital city. It was far from us every two months. Now it was the time to go to the hospital. It was like after a month, we went to, the, we went to hospital and the same doctor was treating her since two years. And uh, he ordered all the tests and we went to him with the report and it was right on his table. Like a year ago, he was the same doctor telling her the tissues of her heart, the bottom of her heart, the tissues are gradually dying. He was the same one. We still have that report. Okay? And now he is telling, after looking all the reports on his table, now he is telling, you are all right. Amen. He is the same man. Now, um, he just prescribed 50% of the medicine, what he was giving. And we just thanked him and we came out and my wife was on the lobby of the hospital and I went to buy the medicine in the pharmacy and bought the medicine and I handed it over to my wife. And while coming out of the hospital, she saw a trash she was holding that medicine I just bought. It was an expensive medicine. She threw that medicine in the trash. It is now 24 years. I still remember the exact word what she said. She said, my God has healed me. I will not take this medicine. It is... 24 years now, we have not been to that hospital back again. And we were very scared to have the next baby. We remember the Korean doctor who was a missionary in Nepal, what he said and what he guaranteed, your life will be better. And uh, we were very scared to have the next baby. Now we are blessed with two children. Next slide, please. 
we are blessed with two kids. My son, Ayub. Ayub means Job in the Bible. And my daughter, she is 10. And uh, she is Angeline. And my wife, Sharmila. And then we went back and we started to search the church. And it was like one of the church that I myself have chased away. That church was no longer exist there. And we went to another church. And after going to the church, we came to know, we learned a lot, and we came to know that Jesus is not only the healer, but he is the savior. Right. He is the son of God. He came to earth for our sin, and he died on the cross right. to remove our sin. So this is what we learned at that time. And then like uh, after some time, like the hospital was shut down and the school was also shut down because of lack of funding, the Koreans all left. So we moved to Kathmandu. And then like uh, um, we started to like, uh, we, we started to ask God now, what next God for us? Because you have chosen us from millions. You have chosen, we knew that we, he chose us from the million for the, any purpose. We knew that. And we started to ask God, now what next for us, God? And at that time, we have never read all the Bible. We were just hearing in the church what the pastor was telling in his sermon. Next slide, please. Next. Next. When we knew nothing, he gave us three beautiful verses from the Bible. It was from Isaiah 58, 12. At that time, I have never read the Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Never read. But he gave us this word, Isaiah 58, 12. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Next. And another verse he gave was from Isaiah 60, uh, 61, verse 1 and 2. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. To proclaim the good news to the poor. Third verse that he gave was. Next. From Matthew chapter 25, 35. I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was stranger. You let me in. I was naked. You clothed me. I was in the prison. You came to see me. I was sick. You came to see me. This was three beautiful verse. And. Even my wife was like, even like uh, she was praying so, so hard. Asking God, what next? Like my wife was now just going to apply in the hospital as she was a nurse. She applied and called for the interview and uh, asked God, what next? And you know what? God spoke to her on that day. He said, I have healed you. Now look after the people who are dying in the street, who are dying in the brothels, who are dying with HIV. She heard this very clear voice from Jesus. And then like we left our professions, what we were doing, I was working as a school teacher. My wife as a nurse, we, we said to each other that leave our job. And 
we just opened one room where we were living in a very small apartment and we started to invite the street children we started to in that small room we started to bring the street children there are too many street children so we thought that we could only help um 10 children in our lifetime but you know what it it was in 2005 in that one year god sent more than 100 children in that small small room that was the big confirmation from us then we um registered got the license from the government in 2006 then we started to work for the women and children that are caught in sex trafficking we came to know after that that human trafficking is a crucial issue it is a great issue and nepal is considered when you google you can find it like nepal is considered as one of the source country for human trafficking so we have the open border with india so because nepal is one of the poorest country in the world so children and women are easily taken to india then to different parts of the world and it is all for the sex trafficking and this is what we came to know that we need to address and this is what god has called us to do then we got lot of trainings uh we came to know and uh, and and then like uh, we started to work next please this lady is our first fruit see we um, she was a gang leader and she was with hiv we served her and she was transformed and she became to sell the clothes and in march 2023 she died but she died in a dignified life and with jesus we hope and we we are sure that we will meet her again next please and we are in action now so this lady the story is something like she was also the gang leader she was a prostitute she was a sex worker um she was like um, trafficked and she became so dangerous afterwards and um she she was having the hiv positive and she used to be like she she attacked my staff and my wife also and uh, she used to do she used to go in the public bus or, or the public transportation she used to have the syringe with the blood and she used to say that this is the hiv blood give me the money or or i will prick you so people would get so frightened and give the money to her that lady is lady was that so dangerous and she even attacked my staff when we tried to rescue her and then like after 5 years or 6 years we found her in this kind of situation it was in the basement like she could not stand or like she was like everything was there it it was so smelling very bad and people used to throw some food to her and she used to eat and everything was done actually and we found that and we came to know that she is the same lady then we took up this challenge and we cleaned her especially my wife and her staff and we took her to the hospital 
and we admitted her to the hospital and uh, like um, she was all right uh, till 15 days and um, before that she she became like uh, she believed in Christ Jesus uh, in 14 or 15 days and after 15 days what happened is she became unconscious now she she couldn't speak at all and after like um, 16 or 17 days when she was in the hospital we came to know that she has a daughter now it was a great challenge like we don't know where she's where her daughter lives now and we mobilized all of our networks to find her daughter and we found after like 17 or 18 days and it was very far and we brought her and you know what she denied to say she is the mom she was 16 years old girl and we convinced her to say that call her mom and she was denying I will not tell her mom and you know like after 22 days we um, <clears throat> convinced her somehow and after 22 days the daughter called mom three times and when she called mom three times the lady who was unconscious could not speak at all she slowly turned her face opened her eyes a little bit gave a small smile tears rolled over and she died later on we assumed that she was waiting for her daughter to forgive her because she was an abusive mom and later on we also found out that when the girl that daughter was very small she used to have the small room and she used to bring all of her clients there and the little girl used to hide somewhere and that was so traumatized situation for her and that is why like uh, she denied to say the mom but what we believe is she has Jesus she died in that way but she can be with father's home and we can meet her amen next please next yeah this girl you can see the difference she was also in the street she was uh, also the sex worker and now she's in this kind of next please so this is the lady who was um, trafficked to India and she had to dance in the dance bar okay so I don't know if you have heard that or um, she used to dance in the dance bar naked okay and she her work was that she was trapped she was trafficked she was like abandoned there and uh, somehow she could escape from there and we met her and her like like the pimps or the agents they got her and broke the head and we got in this kind of situation we brought in our center we cared for her we took her to the hospital my wife is a nurse she nursed her and you can find the difference she is working in a in a with children in other organizations now amen
Next, please. So, this is some of the statistics. The human trafficking in Nepal is about 15,000 to 20,000 women and children are trafficked to different parts of the world. Nepal is regarded as one of the source country. And there has been child marriage. So 34% uh, of the total marriage is that happens below the age of 16 or 18. You know what, why, why this happens? Why the child marriage happens? It is also the cultural issue. Have you ever heard the dowry system? Dowry system means the girl's family has to give money or whatever the demand boys ask to get married. The girl's family has to pay to the boy's family. That is called the dowry. Okay? So when the girls grow older, they have to pay the huge amount to the boy's family. So they get the girls married in the very young age so that they don't have to pay much. So that's why the girls, even the small, like nine years or 10 years, they send the girls away. And you know, like in the, it, it is also the cultural issue, like there have been a lot of like boys and girls discrimination. The boys are sent to the school and girls are uh, sent, uh, not sent to the school because they think that girls are just an object and, and they are like just to go to the in-laws, get married and go out. So this happens due to the uh, cultural issue. And sexual abuse, discrimination, harmful traditions. Do you understand what the harmful traditional means? Harmful traditional means that harms the children. So for an example, there is a um, harmful traditional called chaupadi. Okay? Chaupadi means... Uh, the small girls, during the time of menstrual period, they are not allowed to stay in the house. They are like, they have to stay a little bit away in the cow shed or any bush or small house somewhere very far. That we understand by that period of time, the girl has to be nourished well. She has to be clean. But it, it is because of the cultural issue that she has to be away from the family. And many times she, is, she dies there because of the snake bite or sometimes like uh, she is raped in there and she is taken away from there. There are so many that sort of harmful traditional practices and child marriage is also rampant. About 2.6 million children are in the very, very difficult child labor situation. Next please. What we do now, what we do as a Christian, as the church, what we are doing to address this issue. So when we uh, think about the human trafficking, to address the human trafficking and sexual abuse, we have to remember the three Ps. We have added one more. So let's talk about the uh, four Ps. One P is prevention. We give a lot of trainings to the churches and the pastors and leaders so that they can address the issue of human trafficking in their own area. We also do a lot of awareness campaigns. We also do, uh, we, we, we try to send the children to the school. As long as the children are in the school means they are safe. 
when the children are not in the school means they are vulnerable to many risks for an example yesterday also i shared to the pastor and some of our friends the drinking water is a lot of problem clean to find the clean drinking water is a lot of problem the people have to walk miles out in the spring or in the river to get the clean drinking water and you know it is also the cultural issue that uh, on the boys are not the boys do not do this kind of work only the girls are to do this kind of work now the girls are to go in the spring in the river with the pot or something that something to get the water and many reports have been published like during on the way when they go to get the water there may be jungle or there may be like they have to go early in the morning or in the evening on the way back there are too many rapes children are lost they are taken away so when the parents are out in the field means they have to look after their siblings or the cattles because the girls are not sent to the school what we do is we have the back to school campaign so we try to help the girls to to send to the school and as bible teaches us speak to those who cannot speak the girls are more vulnerable they cannot speak so we speak out for them amen so we have sent several girls to school and they are saved so when they are not in the school means there are a lot of chances to have um child marriage for them the parents force them to get married but when they are in the school means we help them not to get married in the very young age and we also help them the parents especially raise awareness on them we teach them we train them how to do how to generate income a small business we train them and we give them small seed money and and they can generate the income so that in many places they sell the children for the money father sells the daughter brother sells his own sisters so we try to stop that and we also do a lot of like um, clean drinking water project to avoid to to save the women and children from being raped or taken away and another thing that we, another p is protection we do lot of rescue and restoration of the from the brothels there are several process to do that so my wife is the best person that i i have ever seen she goes in the brothels she makes the friends with the pimps and the agents and even to the girls and she gain the trust from them and she rescues the girls from them yeah these are some of the pictures and after after coming in the center when the girls are re- rescued we give them lot of trainings skill development trainings like how to get them out of trauma because they are traumatized they are in the drug they are in the alcohol so we give them the sewing training or jewelry making or the cooking training or some we send them in the driving training whatever they want to do 
So we help them in a, such a way that they can live a dignified life. They can help their own family. And uh, like we really want to send them back in, the, in their own community or in their own family because family matters to them. So uh, what we do is like we survey, like if the family members are involved to sell them, we will not send them. But if they are not, means we send them. And, and if the girls do not want to go back in their family or community because they do not accept them because of the taboo or because of a lot of discriminations may happen to them. So in this kind of scenario, so we find the job for them. We find uh, if they do not want to do the job, we help them to set up a small business so that they, they can leave. So they are graduated with these small shops or selling the vegetables on the street. It is very unique. It is not like that of the like that of U.S. It is it is different. Next, please. Yeah, and uh, next P is third P is prosecution. So we prosecute. We try to prosecute the traffickers. So we are not so good in that. Our strength is not in this because of lot of corruption, lot of like politics, polit. Uh, Political pressures are there. They are involved in this kind of scenarios. So we are not in good in that. In the last 20 years, we have only dealt two cases. So um, these three girls were rescued with the help of police recently. Next, please. And uh, another P is that we added, another P is planting the church. What we felt is, like it is, it is not in all the parts of the country. It, some of the countries are the hotspot where the father is selling, the daughter is very common. So in this kind of scenario, like uh, what we felt, what we experienced, what God showed us is like it is not only the matter of poverty, it is the matter of complete sin. So Sin is only be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we plant the churches in the hot spot. So we have planted one church in the hot spot. And last June, I baptized five people. So last P is planting the church. And next work is like um, the, what God has showed us from Matthew chapter 25, 35. I was hungry, you gave me food. So what we do is we feed the children. We feed the hungry. So I don't know whether you know or not, Nepal is like uh, about 30% of the people of the total population are below poverty line. Our poverty line means not like that of... US, our poverty means they struggle for one meal a day. They have to struggle to get one meal a day. Just the rice and lentil and they even don't get one meal. So we as a Christian, we as a church, we try to help them, feed them so that they will not be Next, please. Yeah. 
uh, we try to help them to meet their spiritual needs through our church. We have two churches right now, one in Kathmandu and one in the hotspot called Nuwakot. That is one of the origin district. So the scene is only cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Next please. Yeah, since 2006, we have rescued and restored 1,355 children. It is all recorded. We have to submit reports to the government. It is all recorded since 2006. So 1,355 children and 365 women from the brothels and restored back. And among them, more than 180 children have come to the church and they believe in Christ Jesus. And more than 125 families have helped to raise, uh, generate income through income generating program. And more than 300 families were helped during the time of COVID, like people were suffering. And we, we as the church could help them with the food relief. And more than 400 pastors, our leaders are trained to work on children's issue. And we also do some water, drinking water project also. Not many, but we have tried to, to help build the water. Like uh, there may be spring and the communities or the houses will be there, communities will be there. And we try to fix, get the water pipes and tanks and everything like uh, for, for 15 to 20 families, one, we build one tap in the nearby so that they, they don't have to go far away to get the water so that their daughters would be so much vulnerable. Next, please. This is one of the slums that we work. They have very small room. Like children will be like five to eight children will be there and the parents will be there. They have to live in a very small room. Next, please. Some of the pictures. You can go. We work in this kind of places to help these poor people to come out from the web of poverty. Next please. Next please. some goals this is to request you to pray for we are looking after 90 children right now we have 90 children in our program right now we have helped them to go to the school so our goal this year our our physical year starts from July so our physical year just started so our goal is to sponsor 250 children from the slum or from the cost to send the children to the school just US dollar 35 that covers per month for child that covers school uniform and all the materials that they need and to we we have the um, goal this year to rescue 20 women and we have 10 in the program 
eight in the program and two are coming up i think in a couple of weeks and uh, it costs to rescue the women from the brothels train them give them the stipends food and everything the trainings and everything it cost 135 us dollar per month per week next we have the goal to train 90 families this year to come up with income generating so that they can earn more so that they don't have to sell their own daughters so it costs like one time cost 800 dollar so that they can have better income what they used to do next please yeah this is our church very beautiful i missed it we have small room and we have like 80 people we sit in the floor and we worship so our prayer is like we want to have our own land and own facility we don't have now so it is very small we are to have the bigger place so that they worship jesus in a better way next please this is the church a few very few people that we planted in the hot spot yeah next please baptism in kathmandu in may nine people got baptized in the river next and this is the baptism in june it is in the hot spot area in noakot five people got baptism yeah there these are some of the needs and opportunities that i don't i don't want to go in this next please yeah please pray for us to meet our goals to meet up the challenges there are a lot of challenges challenges of the resources challenges of uh safety and protection of to our staffs there have been a lot of life threatens lot of attacks in us when we rescue the girls and the women next please yeah you can partner with us by praying by giving by sending the volunteers by sending the interns we can work together and we can glorify his name next please and yeah, finally i just want to conclude with this verse jesus said you are the light of the earth and you are the uh, you are the salt of the earth I read this verse I did not understand what does that mean what is this mean why did he not tell that you are a big car or big house later on I came to know God revealed me the deeper meaning the work of the salt is to preserve the food and give the taste to the food right and uh, when like when salt is put in any food then it gives the taste have you ever heard people praising the salt have you ever heard that 
people saying that wow the salt is very delicious today have you ever heard that we never heard that we have heard wow the chicken is very delicious today the vegetable is very delicious today the beef is very very delicious today but it is salt that makes it delicious if you do not put the salt i cannot imagine how horrible the taste would be i cannot eat that you know what when salt is put in any of this food it dissolves it melts and it loses its identity it loses its identity we cannot see the salt jesus wants everyone us to be the salt melt dissolve lose your identity and serve the hurting world give the taste to the hurting world there are so many people there are suffering there are hurting he wants each one of us to become the salt no matter we have the higher education master's degree or doctorate degree no matter how big our house is how beautiful the car is that does not matter to jesus jesus wants us to be the salt to be the test to provide the test the heart and such as this to the light when we look at the candle it keeps the light and it burns us it burns itself it has the deeper meaning he wants us to be the salt and the light no matter how big or how much money we have no matter to jesus it it matters when we become the salt give the taste give the light to the hurting world let us pray Jesus I just bless this church I just bless this church I just bless this church and pray for this church Thank you Jesus Thank you can we give this wonderful servant of God a hand today I know uh, a lot of this today was real and raw I don't apologize because we can stay behind these quiet church walls all we want to. This is the real world. And I just want us to stand at this time. And if we could stretch our hands towards Don and Bishop, why don't you come up and lay hands on him? We're going to pray for God's protection. We're going to pray for God's blessing. Please don't leave. Please hang with me for a second if we can. But Father, I thank you, Lord. Lord, that you called him 
Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you've revealed yourself to this man. Lord, and I pray for his congregation. God, I pray for his family. I pray, God, for this great work that he's doing. God, I pray, Lord, you would give him favor. God, I pray, God, bring the finances that are needed. Bring the people that are needed, oh God. Lord, we thank you, God, for all 365, Lord, of these ladies, oh God. Lord, that have been brought out of darkness into light, God. Lord, we pray for Nepal, God. Lord, we pray against the dark spirits over this land, oh God, that keep these people in bondage. Come on, can you help me pray, church? Lord, we pray, deliver this nation, God. Lord, out of this spiritual darkness, God, and we know that he, God, is, Lord, just the start, God, of what you're doing in this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God a praise right now. Come on, can we thank him one more time?